Well, good morning, New Community Church. How are you guys? You guys doing good? I love the first service because I feel like there's more energy here. I think the second service, people are still kind of waking up, right? But you guys have been probably up and early and, and working out or doing whatever, right? Um, I normally don't preach sitting in a chair, but uh, just to give you guys some, some insight here, on Friday, I was exercising Friday morning, and I didn't take care of my form when I was squatting. And so I knew immediately something was wrong, and gradually it got worse and worse and worse. And then right about 12 noon, I went home, I laid down, and I didn't get up. And so I've been on bed rest since Friday uh, at noon and got up a few times to shower and do things here and there. But, uh, you know, I, couldn't, I could not be here today because I feel so strongly about the word that God has given me that I was like, we're going to figure it out. So I was texting Caleb last night. I was like, hey, what can we do? Like, he's like, we'll get a chair, you know, whatever we have to do. If I have to carry you up the stage, he almost did carry me up stage. And I thought that would have been awesome, right? Um, so let's pray. We're going to get started with today's message. And I'm excited about the last message of At The Movies. God, we thank you so much for everything that you've done through this series. God, we know that You've uh, been speaking to us, God, through Pastor Aaron, through Pastor Sarah, through Pastor Caleb, and Pastor Chad, God. And today, Father, let it just be uh, the, just the, the top off of whatever it is that you've been calling us to, God. We just pray for your presence to be so evident this morning, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to give you guys a recap of uh, some of the things that we've talked about throughout this series. Uh, Pastor Aaron started with uh, talking about moving forward and not allowing the enemy to hold us back. And then Pastor Sarah followed and was talking about breaking out of the mundane life and living a life of adventure. Do you guys remember that? Yeah? Awesome. And then Pastor Caleb did an awesome job challenging us to step out into what it is that God is calling us to. And he used the movie Spider-Man for that, right? And then for those of you that missed last week, what an incredible message that Pastor Chad Benson shared about ownership, right? How when we surrender our lives to God and we get to a point where we say, God, before you even ask the question, the answer is what? Yes. And that's how we want to live because we trust God fully with everything in us. That, God, it doesn't matter what you ask me, God, my answer is yes. Now, as I was thinking about all the different messages that we've heard up to this point, I feel like, like God is trying to, to drive something inside of us. And I see this, this, uh, this calling for us to look forward, this calling for us to step into the next thing that he's calling us to do. And so today, I want to top it off in talking about positioning ourselves for impact, positioning ourselves for impact. And so if you're taking notes, I want you guys to take a few notes here today. I've got some stuff that I'm going to be sharing and some things that I've never shared from stage, but I really felt like God had given me permission to do that. Is that okay with you guys? Awesome, awesome. So I believe with everything in me that God has called us to make an impact, that nobody in this room is called to just exist, to just wake up in the morning and just go through the motions, right? Sometimes life can feel that way, right? We wake up in the morning, we go to work, we feed the kids, we drop them off at school, or we go to, to, uh, to school, or we go to college, whatever it is, and we can find ourselves going through the motions and really asking this question, God, is my life really making an impact? Does my life really mean something? And I believe with everything in me, things that I've seen in my own personal life, that if we focus on these things and we put these things together, that we can position ourselves for impact. And the first thing that I want you to write down this morning is we have to start off by knowing who we are. Know who we are. We go through the motions of life, but many times we've forgotten who we are and what God has called us to. 
And I want to introduce this clip as we go into it. How many of you have seen Nacho Libre before? Raise your hand. It's one of my favorite movies in the world. You guys are going to laugh a lot today. Now, it's, it's a different type of comedy. It's a dumb comedy, right? But I'm all about dumb comedy. If you want to make me laugh, send me something dumb, and I'll probably laugh at it. So it's very simple for, for me to laugh. So this scene that we're about to watch, Nacho has gotten to a point where he's, he's been going through the routines of doing his priestly duties, as you're going to see here. And he has this moment where he realizes, man, there's more to life. This is not who I am. I need to follow my passion and step into my new duty. So take a look. Such a good clip. I love it. Um, and a lot of us can relate to that. Maybe we're not doing priestly duties, right, or serving leftover lunch to, to kids, right, to an orphanage. But we can get caught up and we forget who we are and who God's called us to be. And the Bible is full of all kinds of reminders of God calling us and God reminding us of who we are. And I just want to point one passage out today, 1 Peter 2.9. And I want you to read this with me. If you have your Bible there with you, open it up to 1 Peter 2.9. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the seat in front of you. That's our gift to you. You can take it home with you. But God does such a great job at reminding us who we are here. And if today you're sitting in your chair and you're saying, you know what, I forgot and honestly came in here and I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I don't know what direction I'm going in. Does God still want to use me? Let me remind you of some things that God says about you. It says, but you are a chosen generation. Everybody say chosen. chosen. A royal priesthood. Say royal. royal. A holy nation. Say holy. holy. Meaning set apart. His own special people. Say special that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. There's all kinds of different things that God uses to describe us there, but one of the things I want to focus on this morning is royal. You are royalty. Say, I am royalty. And if you observe royalty, royalty does not settle for less. Amen? Royalty does not settle for less. So God's not calling you to just exist, to just go through the motions, but he's calling you for more. And I love how it backs up royalty with royal priesthood. A priest is a mediator between God and people. A priest is an ambassador for God, meaning this, that wherever you go, you are a representation of God. Whatever environment you step into, you remind people of who God is. And then it says this, I love how he defines who we are before he makes our mission clear. It says that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So he defines first of all who we are, and then he reminds us of what we're called to do. And this is what I've understood when I read this passage, that the freedom of others is tied in us knowing our true identity. The freedom of others is tied in us knowing our true identity. What does that mean? When you know your true identity, you don't walk into your workplace and just look at it as another place. But you walk in there and all around you, you see people that need to experience the love of Jesus. Amen? When, when you're married and you know your true identity, you don't go into survival mode. It's easy to do that. After a few years of being married, I just need to survive. No. Do you realize that marriage is one of the greatest depictions that God has put here on earth to remind people of his unconditional love for humanity? When we know our true identity, we don't look at raising up kids as just a pastime until they grow up and they're off to college. But in our house right now, we get to co-labor with God to raise the next world changers, to send them out into the world to make an impact for his kingdom. 
Students, when you know your true identity, you don't walk into school and just think, I'm here to get good grades, to get a diploma, to get a degree. But God puts you at that exact school at this exact time with those exact people because there's somebody that needs to be reminded of who God is. You are an ambassador for God. But it's easy to forget. Life tends to cause us to forget many times. About two years ago, I was transitioning out of something that I had been doing for seven years total, and it was the financial services industry. And through a series of events, things just kind of fell apart, and it was almost like I realized how weak my foundation was. In all honesty, I never shared this with anybody, especially not from stage, but I fell into what I would call a, a stage of depression. For no reason, I would cry just all of a sudden as I was laying in bed. And I remember just talking with my wife one day, we're in the kitchen, and she tells me, man, it sounds like you've gone through some trauma, like when people go through a traumatic event, like you need to process these things, you need to talk about them. She says, you need to go to counseling. Now, old me would have been like, counseling's for crazy people, right? But there was something about that moment when she said that it was almost like the Holy Spirit was nudging me, like that's exactly what you need. And shout out to Elledge Counseling Centers. The church opened up the doors and that exact time that I needed it. So for, if it was for anybody, it was for me. And I remember being skeptical as I walked in through those counseling sessions and thinking like, is this really gonna make a difference? But little by little, the exercises that were being given to me by my counselor started to remind me of who I am. And I'll never forget the day that I was having lunch with my mom and she says, you're different. She said, I see you smiling and it looks like a genuine joy. You're not depressed anymore. She had no idea what was going on. But God uses different things and different people and different tools to remind us that you are still powerful, that you are still called, that you are still chosen. Guys, God is reminding you today, it's time to start dreaming again. It's not over. I know that the enemy wants to drive it in your head that your mistakes have caused an end to your life, but God is saying, no, I'm going to use those as testimonies. I'm going to use your mess as messages if you just put them in my hands. It's time for us to remember who we are. If you've forgotten this morning of who you are, let me remind you that you're chosen, that you're holy, that you're royal, that you are God's special people called to proclaim the praises of those, of, of him who has brought you out of darkness and into light. And a lot of you have amazing messages and testimonies that you could be sharing with people. The second thing that I believe positions us for impact is we have to understand and know our source. Know your source, write that down. Everybody say, know your source. Know your source. Now Nacho goes after his dream and he's gonna become a Lucha Libre wrestler, right? Has anybody ever seen Mexican wrestling? I went to my first wrestling Mexican match when I was like six, seven years old in Mexico. Like, it was legit. And El Santo was there, uh, Mil Mascaras. If anybody knows any of those wrestlers, they were all there. But the problem is, when you mix alcohol with Mexican people, it's not a good outcome. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it breaks out into a fight, and like, the security guards, the, the cops did not know what to do. The kids are getting on the ring and jumping off the ropes. And my uncle's like, it's never been like this. Let's get out of here. And literally, as we're walking out, horses are galloping into this arena to stop the mess and the craziness that's happening. So Nacho's going after his dream of being a, 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 a luchador in Nacho Libre, right? And in this moment, things are not going his way. Things are falling apart. And he's frustrated. And isn't that when, when the world wants to replace God as our source, when we're at a lowest point, right? 
The world wants to say, see, God's not good. I love that Pastor Sarah said that, that we needed to remind ourselves that God is good because when we're going through a difficult time, the world says, see, God isn't good. Replace it with this. And you can see in this scene, his wrestling partner, he's an atheist. He doesn't like God. And you can see how he tries to replace Nacho Swords. Watch this clip. That movie is so funny. Um, but we have to know our source, and you can see this example here where he's like, hey, you need to go you know, drink eagle eggs, and you can watch the movie later on. It made no impact whatsoever, and he had to drink these nasty eagle eggs. My point is this, is we can't lose focus of our source for impact, and that's God. Exodus 33, 13 through 16 says this, and this is a moment where Moses is having this conversation with God, and God has gotten tired of the Israelites because he calls them stiff-necked. He literally says, they're stiff-necked, they're rebellious. And Moses starts to beg God and says, God, I know you're calling us into the promised land, but we can't go unless your presence goes with us. And this is what it says. It says, now, now therefore, I have found favor in your sight. Please show me now your ways. This is Moses speaking to God. That I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, this is God speaking to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said to God, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? And I love this part right here. It says, is it not that in your going with us so that we are distinct? In other words, what makes us different, God, is your presence. Write this down. God's presence in our lives sets us apart. What makes us different as followers of Christ is not positivity or how well we smile. And there's nothing wrong with that, but the world preaches that message every single day. What makes us distinct, what sets us apart is the living, of, uh, the living presence of the one true God. That when we walk into an environment in our workplaces, in our schools, that something should be different because we carry the presence of God. That people are able to encounter true joy. That people are able to find rest from weariness that the world brings. That people are able to encounter peace. Why? Because we carry the presence of God. And this is why it's so important for us to daily spend time with Jesus. I've learned that. Because when I get my day started and I don't spend time with God, I forget who goes with me. And when I encounter different, thi different things, because it will happen throughout the day that some problem will arise, something will not go our way, I need to be reminded that I'm not alone and that the presence of God goes with me. I need to be reminded daily that I have access to the Holy Spirit and that I need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit enough, but do you realize that that is one of the most powerful tools and weapons that God has sent us, that Jesus sent whenever he descended into heaven? The Bible says in John 14, 26, it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. The advocate, you know what that word advocate means in the Greek? It's a word parakletos. Everybody say parakletos. It means call to one's aid or our helper. That's what the Holy Spirit is. One of his functions in our life is an aid, he's our helper. We cannot carry out God's mission for our lives without our helper, the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you and I challenge you daily, when you run across something that you need help and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help right now. 
Holy Spirit, I acknowledge that you're with me. I acknowledge that you're my helper, and I need you right now, God. I need your help to do this task that's in front of me, God. I need your help loving people well, God, because it's hard. God, I need your help forgiving, God. God, I need your help following this calling that I know God has put over my life, but it seems bigger than me. I need your help. We have to know our source. And the third thing that we have to know is we have to know the outcome. When we know who we are, when we know who our source is, we have to know what the outcome of that is. See, one thing I've realized is that obedience to God equals blessings. Obedience to God equals blessings. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 7, there's this awesome story where Jesus has been preaching and this crowd is gathering around him. And what happens is he runs across Simon or Peter at that time. Uh, His name was Simon. And he says, hey, I need your boat and I need you to pull it out a little further into the lake so that these people can hear me. Now, Peter had a choice to make in that moment. He easily could have said, no, this is my boat. Go find somebody else's boat, even though it was Jesus, right? But daily, we have a decision to make. Will we obey him or we won't? And Peter obeys him. He pulls the boat out into the lake. And because of that, crowds were blessed to be able to hear the message of Jesus because of one man's obedience. And what that shows me there is that our obedience to God, our obedience to God's calling opens up his gates for blessings on our lives and in the life of those around us. And then that story ends, not only were the crowds blessed, but the Bible says that then after he had preached Jesus, he tells Peter, hey, cast your net. And Peter says, Master, you don't understand. We've been trying to fish every single day, but we haven't caught a single thing. He says, but because it's you telling me to do it, I'll obey and I'll cast my net into the water. And it says that his nets, their nets were so full that they started to break, that he had to call for help. And every boat that came was sinking because of how many fish were being put in those boats. Guys, when we're obedient to God, not only are people blessed, but we're blessed. What is God calling you to obey that maybe you've been saying, no, God, I don't understand this, so therefore I'm not going to do it. Again, can our answer be yes before God asks the question? That's what Pastor Chad spoke about last week. Because I trust you, God. I trust you. See, because Peter was obedient to Jesus, not only were the crowds blessed to hear the message of Jesus, but his obedience resulted in blessings for him and his partners. And the world is waiting for us to step up. Everybody say, step up. What is God calling you to step up to? Say, step up. See, when Moses stepped up, the Israelites were freed from slavery. When David stepped up, a giant that had been tormenting God's people was slayed. When Joshua stepped up, the Israelites were able to enter the promised land. When the disciples stepped up, the kingdom of God was advanced like never before. And we are still experiencing and feeling the effects of those 12 disciples stepping up and advancing his kingdom. What is God calling you to step up to? And I have a question for you this morning. What is, the world missing out, what is the world missing out on because you haven't stepped up to what God is calling you to? There's something that the world is missing out on because you haven't stepped up to what God is calling you to. And in this scene that we're about to watch here in just a second, it's because Nacho stepped up and he followed his passion and his calling of being a luchador, you can see how this orphanage who had been eating these nasty leftovers are now being blessed, but everybody is a beneficiary of those blessings. Watch this. Ever since I watched this movie, that's exactly how I make all of Debbie's salads, no lie. 
and just crush it and just blow it in her face. I'm kidding. But I want you guys to know that when you're obedient to God, man, you're going to start experiencing blessings, not only for yourself, for the people around you. I realize that when I'm obedient, my children are blessed because I'm obedient to God. So it's not just about me, but the world is missing out on something because we're not obedient to God God's calling you to do. And I just want to encourage you as we close today, one of the biggest lives of the enemy that sometimes he'll drive in our minds is that God's through with us, that it's over. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. If you're breathing today, every single breath you're taking is God's reminder that he's not through with you. Because the day you're done here, you'll know. But today God is saying, stand up, rise up. Number one, know who you are. You are royalty, you are called for a purpose. Number two, know that I am your source, that you don't go alone. And as scary as it is for you to take that next step of faith, whatever it is God is calling you, he's telling you, you have a helper, you have an aid. Call on the Holy Spirit, call on me. I will be with you every single day. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the third thing that God wants you to know is that as you stepped up, get ready because you're gonna start to experience blessings, not only for yourself, but for the people around you.